Hey, everybody, and welcome to another edition of The Owner's Box. I'm Billy Koch, founder and managing partner of the Little Red Feather uh, Racing Club. Joining me alongside, as always, the great Michelle You Never know which way to point, so I just point both ways. Did you know if you click on your camera, you can touch up your appearance? I did, but it doesn't make me look any different. I tried it. You look phenomenal, always. I can't wait to okay, see. This is, look at this. Is no, this is no yeah. filter. Yeah. Filter. I don't really see a difference. I'm sorry. You <laughs> look great. Good, you know, I here's the good. funny thing is, I'm looking forward to, as with all of the people now that we do video, of what you plan on doing with your hair throughout the episode. It's oh going to come up, so it's going to come down, also, it's going to go between what? the ears. I was told that uh, I have my background all blurred out. And I'm like, because you yeah. don't want to see what's behind me. So this is why I have a race riding horse here. Yeah, it looks and, like, good. A day bed. And then my Harry Potter area. What and is this like, room in your house? So this used to be my dining room. Um, okay. But when Olivia moved into her own room, we only have like three bedrooms in our house. So sure. I had to take all my office and move it out here. So like now I have my desk. And I took out the dining room table. And my mom used to stay in the room that Olivia's in. So we bought this like full-size day bed. So when my like mom it. stays over, she can stay there. And then this Gosh. is like our library. And I've got my, let's see, that's all filled with champagne over there in the back. The champagne. And then I've got my champagne like thing right here too. Yeah, of course. You love, everybody knows Michelle loves love champagne. We've got a great show, Michelle. We have a very special guest. Brandon Badgett will be joining us. He is the co-chair of the HISA Next Generation Advisory Group. So we're going to find out what that all means, because to me, I have no idea. I also have no idea. And, you know, <laughs> I, I told them specifically when I talked to Brandon, I'm like, I need to know what it is, what you're doing, and why it's going to help the owners. Right. So okay, good. Well, that sounds good. And then next week, we're going to have a special those. guest, we hope, excuse me, as long as I don't have jury duty, which I find out <laughs> Sunday night. Um, and uh, then we'll have a special guest uh, which will be kind of neat. Um, we're, let's keep it a surprise. Yeah, keep it a surprise. And then after that, I'll be in Saudi, but I'm sure we'll still do a show. Okay, we did the show last time in Saudi, remember? Yeah, yeah. All right, I well, let's try to do it. Have a show. It's fun uh, to okay. do it you're, ready you're for on the road. And by the way, before you get three things of note, and I know we want to get to it, but I want to thank my buddy, Steve Haskin, who sent us the nicest note. I um, could not believe that was from Steve Haskin. I want to bring show. it now. He found our show on YouTube, which I don't even know how to find our show on YouTube, but he did. And uh, hey, Steve, we appreciate the nice note. It was very nice. And uh, keep watching, buddy. There you go. It was. Derby Dozen. Isn't that Steve's video. Video? Derby Dozen? I wonder if we can do video in Saudi. I bring a little tiny computer, and I don't know if it has a camera. Do it on your and phone. And I don't want to bring the mic. Do it on we'll your see. phone, bro. Okay, maybe on my phone. Um. <laughs> All okay, right, three things start of note. with Derby Dozen as a three things of note. Sure. Don't make I do this in my hair constantly because yes, and that's why I didn't now want to be on video. Totally self-conscious. Well, I'm already self-conscious. I think about it all the time. If if I moved my hair as much as I thought about it, the whole show would just be like this. I think, but I think people would like that. I'm just I dig I it. it. It doesn't bother me. AMSR. <laughs> oh God. Come on. Uh, okay. It's too bad people don't know what we were talking about before we rolled the cameras today. All right. Um, <laughs> so we'll start with the derbies, the derby yes. situation. So we had a couple of derby prep races. Uh, yes, we did. we'll start with the Withers, which went okay. to Uncle Heavy, who's okay. by Social Inclusion, owned by Michael Milam and trained by Robert Reed. Okay. 
Robert yeah, I didn't Reed watch of, that. Did you? Of, of uh, Rich Strike fame, no? Okay. Uh, um, I don't know. I didn't no, watch the Reed. Withers is not really. Is it really a prep? Is it even a prep? I don't know. I don't know okay. if it is or not, but I may have to include it. But then we had the Holy the Bowl, which was the return of fierceness, which was disappointing. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. Fierceness <laughs> ran great in his maiden race and ran great in the Breeders' Cup. And then has thrown, and the other two are just complete clunkers. 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 I mean, clunkers. the problem I mean, with it is like, it's, it's okay to get beat, in my opinion, right? It's hard to have a horse that's all or nothing. Right, first or last. Yeah, and then we're like, oh, he had trouble. He broke slow, and Johnny V was wide, and like all this stuff. It's like, dude, that didn't look like a Kentucky Derby horse. I'm sorry. I hope he turns it around for our the commissioner stake. Go commission. Right. Um, <laughs> and then in the Southwest Stakes, it was Mystic Dan. Oh, by the way, the yeah. winner of the Holy Bull, his yes. name is Hades. Hades. He's a Florida bred by Awesome Slew, trained by yeah, George. Why not? And owned by DJ Stables and Robert Cotran. Um, and then the winner of the Southwest you know Stakes. What? Hey, you could show a replay. We could talk about I, it. Yeah, I could. What do you want to <laughs> see a replay of? You want to see a replay of the Holy Bull? No, I was joking, but. Oh, I can't. No, I can't show that now. I don't know, do like, copyright do do stuff. No, Hades was good. Hades was good. I like that. He gave him. He was. He gave him a hell of a run. Do you want to did, watch did, that? Did, did you even get that? You're supposed to go. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, I like puns. Hell of a run, Hades. Yeah. Ha ha ha. Um. Okay. And then the well, Southwest. Who was the best three-year-old you saw last weekend, Michelle? There's only one. Nisos. Yeah. Hello. There's as the that's the best three-year-old by far. That was mind-blowingly good. Right. I mean, it was awesome i mean when he found that other gear at the top of the lane it was like wow i mean it was it was breathtaking Look, it was when he was when he was like sitting behind and they were like just chilling 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 bob even told me jill was like they're not gonna catch he's not gonna catch that horse and yeah. bob was like no he's gonna catch him he's gonna catch him and yeah. i mean caught him went wide caught him and then down the lane just like looked like Power. he could never stop i'll tell you this he was asleep in the paddock when they brought him back to the um, winter circle after he was like, mm, that was fine. Like some That's horses come back and they're me. like blowing fire and they're like all amped up. And oh. he just came back like, Oh, that was cool. Like didn't even phase him at all. He's got so much like American. Fact that he is not going to run in the Kentucky Derby Who? is a sham. Oh. It's a sham. It's a well, joke. Sham ran the Derby though. I know, but it's a joke. It's a joke. Something needs to happen. Like Churchill needs to wake up Why? and say maybe the derby is just not that important. It's not. Maybe it's, that's no maybe that's the me, fact that we need without, to look at. It's not that important. That horse and and who are the other ones? Uh Muth, Muth and, and, and Maimoon. Maimoon, whatever the hell that name mm -hmm. hell, Hades. Um, without those three and whoever else Baffert's gonna throw out in the next couple of weeks that we've forgotten about because he's got so many. It's a joke. Derby's a joke. You win the derby this year, Shevin Asterisk. I mean, everyone else makes their way there, but look, this is, this is showing them, right? Like this is not the, this is not the be all end all race of no, all the races. Preakness, like, the preakness yeah. be insane. Preakness, it might be insane. I mean, you could do the Preakness, the Delmont, you could do the Travers, you could do the California crown Haskell. that, that Stronic, that Stronic's doing yep. now. Yep. Haskell, there's a the Pennsylvania yeah. Derby, Pacific Classic. I mean, look, Baffert yeah. won the Pacific Classic with a three-year-old last year. Yep. There's a gazillion yeah. ways you can go that, Really, when you win the Derby, what have the, our Derby winners gone on to do? 
It's either you're like win the triple crown and then nothing or just nothing else after. Yeah, it's it's everyone's like, oh, it's five million dollars. You know what? To me, I mean, I'd love. Listen, don't get me wrong. Michelle and I, we would love to be in the Derby. We I don't think you've ever had a runner. I've never had a runner in the Kentucky Derby and I would love nothing more. And if it was my turn this year, I'd run in it and I'd pretend it was the greatest race ever. And that was it. But it's a shame that these horses aren't going to be able to run these backward horses. Susan Chu, owner, uh, Bioma Corp. And Flavian Pratt, what a start to the year for our boy Pratt. Should we get him on? Ooh, we love having love, Pratt on. Love me some Pratt. He's the best. He's the best. He is, he is the, best. the best. This Maybe this is his year for the Eclipse. I know he's been close. Irad just kind of dominates. but What's he going to do for a derby horse? I don't know. He'll believe me. I'm not, I don't think it's too worried about it. Cox will have something. Maybe. You know, Chad Brown. Uh, I, got, I got one more, one more horse to tell you about on the Derby trail there. Who you got? Mystic Dan won the. Yeah, I like he won in the slop. For Kenny McPeak. Yes. And yeah. the owners are Lance Gassaway, 4G Racing, and Daniel Hambry. And he, by the way, is a son of Golden Sense. So cumulatively, looking Golden at the sires that, that sire Derby prep winners this weekend. Awesome slew, golden yep. sense, yep. Um, social inclusion, and then pedigree. like nightmare, right, out, right out the window, pedigree. Crazy, right? It's I mean, it's cool though. It's, it's cool. Listen, looking you and at I stay um, on on the blood horse, uh, yeah. Byron King has the top twelve uh, road to the Kentucky Derby. His Derby dozen or whatnot. Yeah. So his number one horse is Doorknock. Oh yeah, he's cool. He's cool. Okay. Horse. He's yeah. the half brother or full brother to somebody. Mage. Mage. There yeah. Go. Uh, and then number two, he put fierceness. Number yeah. three, he put locked. Yeah, he got sick and has missed the Tampa Bay mm -hmm. Derby this weekend. Number four, he has track phantom. I like that horse. Do I you? like track phantom. Yeah, I I'm, okay. I, would, I I like him a lot right now. I thought he was very impressive. Steve Asmussen trains. Number five, Sierra Leone. Yeah. That's Magner, Tabor, Derek Smith, Rocket Ship Racing, Peter Brandt, and Chad Brown. Talk about a who's who of people there. Number six is Forever Young, who's a Japanese base horse. Um, so he has won all three of his races, including the Nippo Neshai Yushan by seven lengths. And the next Japanese right, road to the Derby race is February 18th in the Heisen. We have to get Brandon Badgett, and everybody's now texting me saying they want to hear you say, sing Forever Young. <laughs> forever young i want to be forever oh. young no i didn't i thought it was a different one what, what other one now is there? i can't think of the one i was thinking of no shoot oh i'm totally oh, I know. no all right look at damn it all right Anyway. Um, okay, I have a couple of three things to know. So that was okay. That was our Derby thing. Who? So you think the top horse, obviously nicest, barring the Baffert horses. Who do you like then? I like that that Steve Asmussen horse. Okay. Uh, I like him. All right. I don't like anybody right now. Yeah, We're, it's early. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I'll do some sad news, and then we'll finish it up with some good. Oh God, sad news is so I'm sad. I'm gonna go. Maj and Goodnight Olive both retired to be bred. I saw that. They both yeah. were supposed to race this year. We did like a ho yeah. our horse racing fantasy draft. And you should be in my racing fantasy draft, actually. Okay. I'm in. I don't have a I lot mean, going on. I can't add you late, but next next year I'll have to get you in. All right. Can I You'd just like, be on your team now? So like yeah, I can sure. kind of learn? Yeah. 
All right. Um, Maj and Goodnight Olive. I drafted Very Maj cool. too. Yeah. She so was that's awesome. disappointing. Uh, yeah. And then the super sad news is Toby Keith passed away on oh, yeah. Tuesday or Monday night. Um, he'd been battling stomach cancer for the last several years. In fact, the last couple of times you saw him at the races, you could see he was thin. Uh, I saw him last year at where did I go? I think it was. You know where I'm, I met him at a, a Nancy Bello birthday party. Oh, really? He, oh, yeah. He's probably he's in the private concert. Yes, I was there yeah. that night. He's such a cool guy. He was always very friendly, uh, loved racing. Can't yeah, say nice, enough nice things about him and all the outpouring of support on social media and everything you saw. Uh, one of the good guys. It's too bad. Yeah. Very sad. Very sad, Michelle. Um, and I was just a huge Toby Keith fan, regardless from. Like yeah. I'm a country fan, and I love the country. Like, I should have been a cowboy. Speaking I of that, did you see the, uh, see the Luke Combs, Luke Combs, Tracy Chapman? Yes. Now, like, that was. Okay. I was crying. I'm sorry, but like when we first heard the Luke Combs version, I said like there, there it's just not. It's not even close to me. The Tracy Chapman right. version is so superior. But I That's like not what the, it's about though. I know, but it is though, because everyone's like bringing it like, I love that he brought her out because I think that people just heard his music and was like, this is a great song and he's done such a great job and didn't realize how impactful and poignant her version was. And then to have him bring her out, which she hasn't performed in years. I have the chills like, right years. now. When they know. started on the guitar and it was, you saw the hands and I said, I was watching it with Walker, my son. And I was like, is that, is that Tracy Chapman? And how then they picked it up and I was like, oh my day. God. This I should find that. I should find the Tracy Chapman uh <laughs> Luke Combs. It was awesome. We're gonna just play that. I think we should just play yeah, that maybe. for the rest of the show. It was so I think, I think if Michelle sang it, it would be amazing. We love yeah, when right. Michelle sang. Uh all right, Brandon Badgett is coming up. Do we have anything we have to like like pitch or 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 talk about? Uh I think Santa Anita. We do that at the end, right? We do that at the end. Okay. All right. I want to see if I can hear this here. It doesn't want to play sound for me. Um, okay. And then the last thing is just Saudi yep. cups coming up. I think that the, yep. I feel like for a year that we're lacking, like a star power horse returning, the Saudi cup is going to be stacked. We've got the British Cup Classic winner in White Barrio. We've yep. got the Preakness slash Pegasus winner national treasure. Tom Ryan just announced that they are heading over there. Defunded is already over there. We have the Dubai world cup winner, Ushba Tesoro. We've got Derma Sodagake, who was runner-up in the Breeders' Cup Classic. Um, hoist the gold going over there, so you're going to have an honest pace going, you know, this mile and eighth one turn, right? So I just think from a quality standpoint, it's going to be a really good addition if you look at the credentials of the horses, even if we don't have a big headliner of a horse, right? I agree. Sometimes depth is better. It's a, it's right? a very deep field. It should be tough. It should be fun. I think it's on the 20 – what is it on? 20... It's the 24th. Fourth Saturday, the twenty fourth. So two weeks from Saturday in mm -hmm. Saudi. All right, good stuff. Uh, wanna, now we're get, get Brandon. Now we're just what waiting for Brandon, but he hasn't hasn't logged on yet. Oh, that's the one bad thing about video. All right, well it we is, can pause. We can come right back with Brandon, right? Oh, we could just play Tracy just keep Chapman. You got Tracy Chapman? I think I do. Let's can see. Let's see. Let me see. Hold on. I'm going to give it a whirl here. So, so I'm going to present and I'm going to share my screen. Is that, look at this. 
And then I'm going to do the Grammy thing. Like what happened when uh, Jess and called you and Emily called you the other day. No, we're not going to talk about that. See, I don't know. I can, I can show this, but for some reason the sound doesn't come up. Are you sure? Just show it and see what happens. It is like they're, they're talking, but there's no sound. Hmm. See what I mean? Uh, yeah. What a bummer. What a bummer. I'll have to work on that. I'll have to work on how I import sound into the show. All right. We're going to take a quick pause and we'll be back with our guest. Pause. All right. Look at this. Michelle figured it out. You are a genius. And look below. We have Brandon Badgett joining us. Brandon, the co chair of the fancy show. office. It is. What are the silks? What are the blue and yellow silks right there? Like those blue. are actually the the oxley Narcos ones. Yeah. Yeah, they oh, were. I barely see. Oh, I see. Now I honestly, see. I don't even know who gifted it or whatnot or we bought. Like, there's so much random stuff. Look, on this I see Secretariat up there. Secretariat's over the here. Yeah. Clipboard. Yeah, there What's is it? an Eclipse Award. Um, it's a second place finish. I actually have to look whose it is. It was a lot of these things were just gifted and thrown up on the wall. We kind of just kept that. adding stuff, and yeah, it's fun. I love, Michelle, I love that it's like a second place Eclipse, and they don't even care. I didn't I know. know that you could get an Eclipse for second place. I was gonna say, I think the person didn't want it, so someone just Shut sent it to me. Oh. So I don't think it was like anybody in relation to me. But I mean, when did uh, the Eclipse go? They cost like thirty four hundred dollars. Like when you what win an Eclipse happening? Award. They will give you the one, but like for copies, they are $3,400. Yeah, I, I think my dad has one Eclipse Award at his uh, his place in Florida. He has yet to give that to me, but he's gradually starting to shit What was it stuff. for? Which horse? That was for Go For One back oh, in 1989. You've heard yeah. of her, right, Billy? I have, yeah. I was say, we got a whole section for her. Yeah, there's a whole section for her right here. That's oh, cool. nice. All well, tell problems. us, Brandon, obviously we know that, that, that you are related to Billy, uh, yes. but tell us a little bit about your uh, career thus far in horse racing. Obviously, you're very young. How old are you? I'm 30 years old. Yep. So, uh, 30? Uh, you don't look 30. I know. I got it. Sometimes like it's baby. good. Yeah. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. Right now, it's good. I'll, I'll take that. So, I appreciate it. But, uh, yeah, so myself and horse racing kind of grew up in the horse racing industry. My dad being a trainer, so he's Billy Badgett. Now he works for the Stronach Group as as a director of horsemen's operations, I think, in Florida, South Florida. So he focuses there. And then my stepdad is actually Mark Henning as well, so also a trainer. Oh. So then I'm also related to Kieran McLaughlin and, and multiple folks, Scott Walker, who breaks the yearlings at Judmont. So like, if there's somebody on the racetrack, sometimes I'm related to them. My coworkers are always laughing at that, but... Really Sounds like our, our, our last week, Michelle, when we found out so much about interrelations. Yeah, the Bell, the Bell family. I was listening to that whole thing. I was like, <laughs> I think I can compete, uh -oh. but I'm not at that level. I need, okay, we need to make a chart now. We're trying to get there. Yeah, we're That's trying. What, I, you know what I'm going to start doing? I'm going to start embroidering family trees for racing families. <laughs> so I was going to say, mine's a little bit messier with all like step uncles and uncles and cousins and this, that, but really growing up in the race, racing industry and going to the barn every single day with my dad and really falling in love with it. Um, I always thought from a young age, I would become a trainer and work in horse racing and seeing the grind that he went through and some of the ups and the downs, of course, it was it was great. And also there were some sad days as well, but um, it, it really was a, a great opportunity to kind of see that. And my goal was always to keep racing in mind and, and stay on top of it. I'm a massive fan, as you could tell from my wall. Luckily, my wife lets me hang up all these things, which is absurd. But 
um, staying closely related to it, but also working in the business world and really gaining a good understanding for other industries and staying in touch with horse racing and, and really following it along. So um, a couple months back, I reached out to Lisa Lazarus of Heisa and I just sent her a LinkedIn message and I was saying, hey, Lisa, would love to jump on the phone and just touch base with you and, and learn a little bit more about what you all are doing. And of course, I'm following along on Twitter and learning a bunch there. But uh, she was nice enough to say, sure, let's jump on, which, which I thought was awesome. And after 30 minutes, we started just talking. And, you know, of course, she has some ideas, tons of ideas over there. And I love what they're doing. And I had a bunch of ideas that, you know, throw darts at a wall. Some are probably OK and some are probably horrible. But I was like, let's just have a conversation and see what happens. And and through that came this next generation advisory committee and really trying to get folks like maybe like myself who have a love for horse racing or used to be in it and are no longer in it or those who are still in it or those who might not know about horse racing from other industries that are, you know, great leaders in their own spaces. And we'd love to pick their brains to try and build this collaborative group to really say, hey, look, sometimes it's hard to get in this industry. Sometimes this industry pushes people away from it and they're super talented. Let's get those people in the room and let's actually try and get something done here. So that's what we're really looking to do. Wow. I mean, it sounds like a, a bold endeavor. Uh, mm -hmm. it, how are you finding these people for this next gen advisory group? That's question number one, I would say. Yeah. And question number two, what are the goals of of this group? Like what what are, what are we doing here? Yeah, yeah, I love those thoughts, Billy. And that's kind of what I came to it of like, what are we going to do here? And that's kind of what I was talking to Lisa. And to be honest, I think we're still forming that. But the biggest thing is, is like, we got to prove it, right? There's a lot of groups out there that come together and like, they form and then maybe nothing happens. Or there's great groups and it's hard for them to push things forward. And I think that's the importance here of actually being able to partner with a group like Haiza, who are an amazing group and obviously are, are pushing the industry forward and trying to change an industry that's been around for a couple, like, you know, hundreds of years in this country. Um, that's where I think we can make the difference there. And we're looking for folks of all, all different, you know, perspectives, really diverse group. We've had an overwhelming number of applications, which has been awesome from that perspective. I think a lot of people have wanted to see something like this come together. Um, and, you know, we're looking for folks that starting off in the barn from grooms and exercise riders, assistants, trainers, owners, right? They're, everyone's perspective is important. And then also us reaching out to folks outside the industry that maybe we know from our own personal networks. I know that I know a few and there's other people in the group um, that are a part of the group that know folks from other sports industries and whatnot that we can kind of go and say, hey, look, would you be interested in this? Of course, we want people who are going to be passionate about it and, and are willing to understand what this group is about. But we're really the nice thing is, is that we've gotten so many applications already that it's kind of filling up the list and we're going to go through an interview process here shortly. Um, but at the same time, we're also looking to kind of go out and target some folks who could be really good fits as well. So what, when you called Lisa, what were some of the ideas that you said, I want to just throw against the wall here? Like what yeah, do you so, think we need to do to make racing better? Darts. Yeah, I was going to say lots of darts. There's again, some good ones, some bad ones, but a lot Give of it was examples. more. Yeah. Examples. Um, I've always been one to look at like training statistics and large amounts of trainers that having uh, my stepdad be Mark Hennig and my dad be Billy Badgett, who, you know, he was a trainer for all those years and kind of being pushed out of the game towards the end of his career. And it was tough to see, right. And you have trainers with large amounts of horses and maybe there's something that you could put super in. in you're, talking about, you're talking about the super trainers. Yeah. Which I support some of those people. I think they're the best out there. Right. But in terms of diversifying the game and being able to have trainers where something may trickle down, let's say it's like, you know, 
capping horse amounts for trainers. It's something that that was something that's in the back of my head. And it's not something that I'd say Lisa was pushing forward, but as well as looking at statistics of trainers and maybe something where certain trainers and following the data behind trainers that are out there and maybe something is increasing drastically where that might say, hey, look, maybe there's some unfair advantages going on here. But it's stuff that I've just been following over the years and collecting data on on training trainers, win percentages, amount of runners and something where maybe you could track some of the data there and then in line with like some sort of process to look into those things a little bit more and it's stuff like that. And I think Heise has got a great team. Again, some of my ideas, I'd say I'll save a couple of them because they're in the backlog, but it's stuff where it's just constantly thinking about things where maybe there could be uh, an improved process in, in certain areas and stuff that we could try. Oh, interesting. Interesting stuff. Go ahead, Michelle. So, uh, so in theory, then if I want to get this right, you guys are going to interview all these people and you're going to form this advisory board. Yep. And then is it going to be like whenever Heist is going to do a ruling or make a rule or something, they're going to be like, hey, board, let's all get together and see how this works with every different facet. Or is this supposed to be like a brainstorming board? Yeah, I look at it more to start as a brainstorming board. And I think it's really, a, a, in my perspective, I really look at it as kind of like a prove it year where it's saying, hey, as this group comes together, let's let's really form something and try and put ideas uh, maybe some issues that are going on with the industry and stuff that we could look to solve and actually have measurable actions to push against. So it's the idea that I'm thinking about and, and when talking to Lisa is, hey, let's get a group that can ideate together and then try and push these things forward outside of the group and then provide things to Haiza as ideas that they can potentially say, hey, you all can run with this with the, you know, the group that you have and the oversight that you have in the industry. And then from there, the hope is as we start to maybe push some things forward, gradually just collaborating more and more with the group over at Heisen. Brandon, is there an age limit? I know this is the next generation. Is there some type of, you said you've been, you're having people uh, uh, you send in applicants. Is there an age qualification? So we don't have a, a formal age qualification. It's well, I, could still be in. I could still be in. You could apply. Yeah, you could apply. You could apply. We're looking at people in maybe the early to mid stages of their career. And I think that that's something that people might sit there and say, hey, what what is that exactly? Uh, which is fair. And it's something where we're just going to go through the application process and see, hey, maybe there's people out there with more experience or more leadership experience. And maybe there's people who are newer to their career, but they're really passionate about this. And they write a great letter to us and something where their interview is, is killer. And I think that's what we're looking to kind of bring together all things. And we won't put an exact age limit on it. Of course, we're looking for people that maybe are to the early to mid stages, but at the same time, it's not to say it's capped at any age. How big is the board going to be? How many people are you looking for? Is this a 10, 20, 40, uh, uh, infinity? Yeah, I believe we're looking for somewhere around 12 to 14 members um, okay. to start, which that's where it's going to be. Uh, we got a lot of work ahead of us to go through these applicants and maybe these interviews and whatnot in the next couple of weeks. Um, so we're looking to probably cap it about 12 to 14 folks. Fair. Michelle. Brandon, I want to know, because obviously we don't get a real clean look at the inner workings of HISA. And I think a lot of us are, I don't want to say like confused about some of the things, but you know, they're like, well, horsemen wouldn't say this or a horseman, you know, they haven't thought this through for horsemen sometimes. Since you have a horseman's background, can you kind of give us a glimpse into like the workings of Hissa slash, is it Hissa or Hisa? 
see, I'm from Long Island. So originally I wanted to say Hissa because I just am like talking so quick and all this stuff, but it's I Hisa, I believe. Um, okay. But I, I'd so say- can you give us like a look at like, what, how do you feel from a horseman's perspective like that they're doing as we obviously try and, and navigate something completely, you know, that's changed our whole racing structure? Of course. And I, I think just to note, I am not an employee of Heiza, right? I don't work for Heiza. I actually work at, for a cons software consulting firm. Um, so I can't say that I know all the inner workings yet. But I think the biggest thing that we're looking to, to push and do as a group is uh, work with Heiza and be able to, you know, communicate with the community as well. So we'll have a, a, several advocates within our group that's able to speak to what Heiza is doing. Me personally, I believe Heiza is a, you know, you know, a major group for this sport and being able to push things forward. I know that there's going to be naysayers out there, of course. And I look at X or Twitter every single day. Oh, yeah, there are. It's, it, it there are. And, it, and it's totally fair, right? But when you think about other sports and, you know, I listen to your all's podcast and your comparisons to, let's say, the NFL or a sport like that. It's so hard to do because this sport has existed for hundreds of years and it's been split into so many different entities, right? And you're talking about organizations that are private, organizations that are public, state run, you name it. And it's just going to take a, a, you know, you got to give them a little bit of time to really work through the kinks and go through things. And myself as a supporter of Haiza and being able to see what they've been able to do so far, um, I'm a big advocate for the group. Now I know that there's always improvements with every group out there. So I'm excited to see what comes over the next couple of years. And I think that our sport needs something like this more than ever, personally, uh, seeing the last several years and where some things have gone. It's been, you know, upsetting to see, but hopefully we can kind of turn things around as a group and look to improve the sport. And listening to, again, the podcast last week and you guys going over things and communicating things outwardly to a community where people are able to understand horse racing. When I bring my coworkers, 100 people to the racetrack, I want them to enjoy it and walk away thinking, this is one of the greatest sports and I had an amazing day and these horses are treated better than myself, right? That's my usual joke is my mom and stepdad love their horses, you know, maybe even more than me, right? They're getting treated yeah, better than me some days. I don't get weekly massages, that's for sure. Me neither. Me neither. I don't, and, it's just, and I think that's the biggest thing that we're looking to do is, is first as, act as advocates of Haiza. And that's not to say we want to bring every single person on who's going to say, Haiza, Haiza, Haiza all day long. No, we want people who bring in critical thinking to the group, right? We don't just want everybody to say, hey, this we're all going in this direction. We're going to stick together. We want people who are going to bring those critical thoughts so that we can work together as a group and propose some of these ideas to their group to move things forward in a better way. And I think it's important. Uh, this is uh, Brandon uh, Badgett joining us today on the Orange Box. And I, I think it's important, you said before, it's a different perspective. It's not just people that have necessarily been in the game. We can have outsiders. You said you, even though you know a lot about the game, you're working for a software company right now, all that kind of stuff. I think that's important. It's something maybe the game is lacking a little bit in the fact that most of our ideas, uh, for, looking at me and Michelle, I mean, we've been around for a long time. We keep yeah. continually try to come up with new ideas, but they don't, you know, they often fall on deaf ears, but um, maybe with a, with a new perspective and a younger audience, let's be honest, you're, you're a younger yeah. group. I think, I think it's a great idea. And, and, you know, we support it. And I think what's a, I think what we should do if we're really going to, going to do things like this and have you on Brandon, I think you need to come back in six months and do a check-in with us and say, okay, where are we now? Or maybe it's a year you tell us, but we want to stay in touch with you. Make sure that you come back on and kind of, 
because there needs to be tangible evidence. I think exactly. so many times we get into these things where, and I'm sorry, I'm, I'm doing, Michelle, I'm doing my, uh, my soapbox. soapbox. Brent, I love here. it. Do your soapbox. I've listened to it in the past. Keep going, Billy. Thank you. But I feel, I really do. I feel like a lot of times we come up and I'm guilty of it too. We come up yeah. with a lot of things that are wrong, but we don't propose solutions. And I think I, if I, I was going to give you guys mm -hmm. one, some, one advice is to take these ideas and propose solutions along with them that are, you use the term critical thinking, that are, you know, progressive thinking, something different. Analytics, yeah. I think you kind of referred to before. Whatever it is, I would say, don't be afraid of anything um, and, and, and come to it with solutions. Because too many times we hear, oh, this doesn't work. Well, okay, what's your suggestion to fix it? That's yeah. the most important. And that's the biggest thing, Billy. And that's what we're looking to do, right? So like, again, working for a software consulting firm and trying to bring that a little bit into house, we, we go through weekly, monthly reviews where we're adding issues to the list. And we're not just saying, hey, this is an issue. Congratulations. Nobody cares. What are you going to do about it, right? There are incidents on the tracks, like let's just say in the morning of horses colliding. What We want to talk to exercise riders out there who are actually the boots on the ground and understanding it, right? We're all watching it, but is there anything you can do from a technology perspective or something out there that might be able to improve fatalities or issues there? And there's the, the list goes on and on, of course, with an industry that's been around for so long, but I agree with you. I want to come back on in six months and say, Hey, Billy. Hey, Michelle. This is what we're doing. This is what we're pushing forward. It's not right. just to say we're another group. And that's why when I first came on here, it's to say we need to prove it. It's a prove it year. It's not to say yeah. Yeah, this is a group. It's a next generation advisory group. We're looking to bring ideas and a new perspective to the game. There's been boards out there of people who may have been on the same boards for several years. And it's not to say they're doing a terrible job or a bad job. It's to say we need to bring a new, fresh perspective in alongside with those other groups to hopefully push things forward and bring a new and fresh perspective. Makes sense to me, my man. Michelle, anything? I have one final question. Go for if it. we made you the commissioner of racing instead of Michael Poli, <laughs> and we're checking in with you a year later, what is the one thing you hope you can say you changed or made a difference in or had an impact on? Oof, that is tough. It's hard to beat Mike Rapoli. I mean, especially with his his background, right? I, I got a long way to go to try to get to where he is and what he's been able to add to the game. Um, I'd say, again, I think the biggest thing is, and I was at Saratoga with those two fatalities this summer, and it was something that was really, really hard to explain to folks. And, you know, I struggled to explain it to coworkers, like I mentioned before, who I live in Saratoga. I love Saratoga and try and say, hey, it's it's all good. Um, I think the biggest thing is trying to come up with ideas that will help push forward the integrity of this game, as well as the safety of this game. And I think the integrity is, you know, the safety is most important to my heart, but the integrity as well, where, you know, we're not having an unfair sport, especially for gamblers or owners or something like that, where maybe people are trying to cut corners and the fair people get a chance to really actually shine and get those amazing stories of people who have awesome stories, have been in this game for years and really get a fair chance to, to put their horses in the winner's circle. It's a good way of putting it, Brandon. We appreciate you coming on today. Good luck with the uh, Next Gen HISA Advisory Board, and we expect to hear from you soon. Yeah, I was going to say, check in with me in six months, and I hope that I have something for you. We're going to do everything right. in our power to really push things forward, but appreciate We're you all having me. 
we're not going to ask you about the Saratoga Delmar debate that Michelle and I have every year. We have, I kind of feel like Saratoga. You, the only I mean, reason you don't want to ask him is because you, you know what he's going to say. What's your, what's your, I mean, is it, you guys just think Delmar all day? It's, it's no, I'm, I like no. Saratoga. It's got to no, be I'm Saratoga. Kidding. I think it's if you rank be. the tracks, I would probably go Saratoga, Keeneland, Delmar, but that would be mine. Well, this is just our summer. So our battle of summer. It's Billy summer. is like Billy Bleed Gold. And I I prefer a Saratoga summer. I think it's the best. She prefers, she prefers lots of um, sweat. Uh, she prefers like just, just horrible Rain. grandstands, like she's she, just crowds, like crazy crowds, people sitting in dirt. Like, I don't get oh, it. Come on. The best like restaurant. The best food. I like people walking around downtown. Cars. I like the cold. You know, we can bring you back on for the summer, summer special and that will, that way we'll get our update. You can do our, you can be our Saratoga reporter and That's get on fair. the show. That's well, fair. let's and go. Really, yeah, thank, thank you so much, guys. Appreciate right, it. All right, Thank you, Brandon. Appreciate Thank it. See you, kid. Brandon Badgett here on the Owners Box. Interesting, Michelle. Like going in, I had no idea what this was. Same. Um, I think, truthfully, if I had to be honest, I still not a hundred percent sure what it is. But at the end, there, I kind of started to figure it out. And and I think he admitted that they're they're still trying to figure it out, which mm -hmm. is fine. Respect what they're trying to do at, at number one, bringing some, some youth and youthful ideas and a new perspective into the game, I think is important. Uh, the fact that they're working with Lisa Lazarus uh, is great. And uh, hopefully uh, they'll come up with some ideas that can. That I, like, can I like a couple of things that he said. One is yeah. that he just mentioned a lot about using data. I don't think that we utilize enough data in racing. Like, I mean, handicappers use it, you know, they try yeah, and get yeah, as much yeah. data as possible. I feel no, like I we like, yeah, I think we should use more of it um, on the back end of it. So I think the question becomes, Michelle, when you talk about that, and I know this from uh, my TOBA board days and TOC board days, and um, the question always becomes who's going to pay for it. And that's an interesting thing that we could get involved with someone to come on and, you know, whether it's TOBA or Jockey Club or whoever, because um, this stuff is not cheap, right? When you put right. this the the technology into the saddle and you like it you know. i mean with stride safe i mean isn't that something that i felt like we were going forward with at santa anita and i know yeah. it's not going to be instant it's going to be something that yeah. you know has to get done but yep. i mean not only that just the way you can utilize Anything some kind of some kind of program animal, should be able to tell it. you what races would fill right, right. like She's, yeah, I don't. And yeah, we are behind the times on technology. Let's put, yeah. put it. Down. So I, I love that. I also I like the fact that he mentioned the difference between like racing and like the NFL, because I think we talk a, a lot about it now, but he made a really good point in that racing's older than the NFL. So it's like when they developed the NFL, right, you had rules because you're starting a new sport. But in right. racing, it's like, you know, it's kind of just evolved, 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 and maybe it's plateaued on its evolution. Um, but it maybe it is unfair to, you know, compare us with these sports that are so much yeah, younger and were formed with ideas in mind. That's a good point. And, and also just the way we talked about this the other day, the way the states govern and the way our sport yeah. is governed is so different than mm -hmm. any other sport. Uh, you know, the fact that there's so many jurisdictions rules are different in different jurisdictions. That's actually a, a, one of the things that people call out all the time. That's why mm -hmm. people are talking about, we need a centralized 
commissioner, government, right. whatever it is that that will um, be able to make our sport cleaner. How about that? Okay, fair. fair. So thank you to HISA for passing us on Brandon, and we'll check back in with them and see what kind of progress they can make. Yep. Coming up this week? Is that what we're on to now? Yeah, no Coming racing on Friday. Yeah, but I think so we finally got smart. We talked about this. It has, for those of you who don't know, it poured rain in Southern oh my California. God. For like Pour five is days. like an understatement. <laughs> it it's was an understatement. So I literally had to like build an ark in my front yard to like get my kids to school. Okay. <laughs> it rained so much. I mean, my poor chickens are now ducks. They don't, they don't even know uh, what chickens are anymore. It, my it dogs really hard. The track was closed Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So horses mm -hmm. have literally probably just jogged or I mean, jogged, walked around the shed row for four days. Except for Michael McCarthy's it. barn because he has a big barn. He yeah. tack jogged yesterday. He did tack jog. Yeah. Well, so he, other none of us can because our barn aren't big enough. And then he canceled on Friday, which I think was the right move. Credit. They probably should have done it before, but they did it and they moved it to next Thursday, which is great. So have an extra day of racing next mm -hmm. Thursday. They are going to run Saturday and Sunday. What's going on at San Diego, Michelle? Because I know yeah, we have a so lot. So on Saturday, we have the Mardi Gras party. We've Ooh. got the Cornholio Derby. <laughs> Wait, the Mardi Gras party? The What was it that you said? <laughs> The cornhole, the cornhole derby. What? What did you say? Okay, wait. Do you remember? What are you doing? <laughs> what is happening? Wait, wait, I hope this is wait, the part wait. they take out for the social media wait, aspect, wait, wait. Uh, and they show what our show is all about. Okay. Just two people. Do you not remember this? I am cornholio. I need DP for my bungle. I have absolutely no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> From Beavis and Butthead. Oh, Beavis and Butthead. No, I never really I wasn't a big okay. Beavis and Butthead. Either way, Be Beavis and Butthead sure used to really well, pull their shirts I... up and they were like, I am Cornholio. So cornholio. anyways, it is the it is the Cornhole Derby that I called the Cornholio is Derby. It a cornhole Contest? Yes, it is a Cornhole Tournament. Are we, are we playing? Are you Saturday. and I a team? It is, okay, it's $100 per team. Right. And then it's, or you could do, okay. I don't even know what this means. BYOP is $100 a team. Bring your Tom own. Switcholio is $30 per person. Beginner slash youth Switcholio is $20 per person. I think and you and I should have a team. We should, get we should do the whole thing. Like we should yeah. win. I, well, I mean, I, think I feel like people that play cornhole, like really play cornhole. I don't know if yeah, you just like good. step in and beat them. I think you might be right about this. One. Right. I mean, they, that's like, obviously they have like their own little names yeah. and terms for things. So I don't know There's if that would be races this weekend. That's it. Uh, yeah. So then we have, hold on, let me finish what else is going on. So then it's the Mardi yeah. Gras party track side. And then yeah. Sunday, we also have live racing on Saturday. We have the Palace Verdes and yeah. On Chris. Sunday, we have the Sweet Life. Sweet Life. Wasn't there, wasn't there another steak, too? Uh, I think so. I thought there was. Um, and then, like you mentioned, because we missed Friday, we we're going to have a five-day racing week next week. So wow. we're going to have Friday, racing Friday, Thursday the 15th, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then Monday for President's Day, which I'm 99% sure will be a dollar day. And are you here next weekend? Yes. Yes. I, I'm not going to be here Sunday, Monday, because I leave for Saudi on Sunday. But I will be here Thursday, Friday, Saturday. 
All right. So we'll try to do our guest on Wednesday before, because you're going to have to go into work on Thursday. So we try to got to do it on Wednesday. Wednesday. Valentine's day. Yeah. Either Tuesday uh, or Wednesday. Should we dress up now that we do video? Should we like wear red or something or pink? No, sure. Are you and Ryan going to do something fun for Valentine's day? No, I think Valentine's day is stupid. Ryan and gets what? up for Valentine's day. You're just like, it's stupid. Don't get me anything. Stupid. Yeah. Why? About some, why don't you get him a present? Get some, get some, you know, get some lacy stuff. No, some lacy stuff. Okay, I'll look into that. <laughs> I think Valentine's is so stupid. I would rather do that for like a Friday just because oh, than yeah. Valentine's Day. I have a feeling my wife feels the same way about Valentine's Day. It's dumb, I feel like, but I feel like also like I'm getting to the point in my life, like even Super Bowl, like. Me and Walker, again, my son's second Walker mentioned on the show, he's looked at me the other day and he's like, what do you want to do for Super Bowl? I'm like, I kind of just want to stay home and watch it, just me and you. And he's like, me too. <laughs> like, I used to be excited, like, let's go to a Super Bowl party and let's go drink some beers and blah, blah, blah and go to a bar. It's or something. so annoying. It's so annoying to go because you didn't get the game. Want to watch it? Yes. You know, actually, Zoe and I took my kids to Great Wolf Lodge this week. And yeah. we were like, you know, we always had like best intentions, like hang out, do stuff. We're going to go to a little right. party they've got. We were literally in bed at like 7.15 and we were like, oh, this is so nice. We had like our face masks on. Is it? I'll show kid? you. I have a picture of that. I'm older than you. Who? How old are you? Me? I'm yeah. 41. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm way older than you. Look oh at my we gosh. All got, we're in our little yeah. face masks. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I just feel, I just feel very old sometimes. Anyway, all right. Thank you to Brandon Badger for coming on the show today. We are part of the In the Money Media Network. Michelle is the best. It was a great show. Thank you to all of our sponsors. We're out. Goodbye. Peace. Bye. Happy Valentine's Day soon. Go Taylor Swift. <gasps>